All right, man, it feels good to be back. Another episode of Guaranteed Entertainment. Hey, I made you wait for quite a while, didn't I? Uh, Garen Chance here, one year later since my last recording, and I would like to say I just felt it in my heart to want to do it, but it was a little bit of that, but most of it was I'm having to do this for a project for sports broadcasting, but it's a subject that is very near and dear to my heart, and I know my professor, Hank Dickinson's heart as well, but it's about COVID-19 and how it has affected the sports broadcasting industry and the changes that are going to occur due to the coronavirus. So going ahead and starting off, we've had a lot of guests appear on Zoom meetings, uh, whether it be Jared Sandler, Ted Emmerich, um, Gavin Spittle, Mark Folliwell, who I, I believe stood out the most to me, Mr. Folliwell's. And I'll go ahead and start with the story that he had told us that, that kind of shocked me and brought out the worst fear in me was he had a Skype interview with Dirk Nowitzki and it was the next, the following day was going to be the one year anniversary since Dirk's last home game at American Airlines Center. So he'd performed the interview on Skype, ended the interview, none of it saved. It was going to make national headlines, all that stuff. So he ends up going to talk to Dirk all, and, uh, kind of trying to figure out what they can do. And Dirk was like, dude, we got to do a Zoom. So next day, Mark Folliwell goes ahead and does a Zoom call. And uh, Dirk was very understanding, took the call, ended up making national headlines. I mean, what a fantastic interview it was for Mark and on his podcast. Um, you will have to go check out Mark Folliwell's podcast, man. And it, it was amazing. And Dirk is one of the greatest athletes of all time. And he had some really awesome stuff to say, but... I think that really the Zoom thing is what stands out the most to me. You think of college professors, you think of businesses, sports broadcasting, ESPN, every single one of them, it, the NFL draft, all utilizing Zoom or Skype. Most of it is Zoom because of its ease of use and how easy you're able to communicate with others without having to make face-to-face uh, -face contact or be in the same room as, as them and uh, maintain that social distancing. Now, I think that Zoom is something that's really going to just improve as it goes. I think that this is going to change businesses forever. I, I You know, May 1st here in Texas, Greg Abbott is uh, reopening a lot of businesses and it's 25% capacity, I believe. And you got to think sports broadcasters you know, they're really not going to get to cover any events still due to only that 25% capacity. So a lot of them are going to continue to use Zoom. And those that are in the broadcasting industry, if you go and turn on the news, all of them are utilizing Zoom and you'll see two box, three box, four boxes of kind of them in their homes. And I think it kind of makes it more personal and it gives the fans and those uh, that are consuming the product kind of a sense of intimacy and that they're able to be under, they're able to relate. They're able to really relate to these, these top athletes, the top celebrities, these top newscasters, sports broadcasters. And I think that it's something that's going to change the face of businesses forever. Honestly, I think a lot of people have realized that you don't have to be at work in an office, whereas you can just be at home with the setup that you brought from work 
and you can still get the same amount done and be just as productive. Yes, there was a little bit of challenges for those who have kids and uh, maybe there was some internet issues, but I think this is kind of a big step that we've taken as the world and in society as a whole is we're, we're now going to complete wireless technology. Everyone's using laptops. Zoom is utilizing laptops, webcams uh, to a T. I mean, they are doing a great job with that. And I think a lot of athletes have had trouble with this whole social distancing thing. Now, this takes me to the next thing is the hate that Dak Prescott has been receiving because he's been posting pictures of working out with Zeke Elliott and Des Bryant and some of those guys. But, you know, it's it, it kind of flabbergasts me that he's not taking it seriously. He's the face of, he's the face of the Dallas Cowboys. You and I think a lot of people didn't want to take this whole social distancing thing seriously until they saw the numbers of people who are dying. And I, I know athletes are really taking this this hard and I don't think that athletes are going to be away from the game for very much longer now we're we got it near the end of the week remdesivir which is one of the vaccines that's being tested for COVID-19 treatment um, I believe that the results are going to be released late in the week or maybe next week now depending on what those results yield I think with with Texas reopening I think they, I think that there's going to be NFL football games. I could see baseball potentially happening. Maybe basketball. Basketball's on the very fringe. Um, I think it just really changes the way we see sports. I mean, you look at the numbers of the NFL draft, how much those ratings skyrocketed because people are just starving and hungry for sports. And the same with the uh, Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Those numbers are incredibly high during this COVID-19 situation because fans are starving to consume some sort of sports. And I think something that the NFL draft really proved is that you don't have to have fans all around to be able to enjoy something. This NFL draft was one of the most successful ones in the NFL's history, period. I mean, I whether it was Roger Goodell, I, unfortunately, Roger Goodell did turn out to be um, likable. I mean, it was hard to say that he did a terrible job at what it was. I mean, there really wasn't many technological mess ups. It was, they did a test before the Cincinnati Bengals glitched. They got all that figured out and the draft ran very smooth radio coverage, especially with one Oh five three, the fan here in DFW was phenomenal, spectacular. I mean, the, the best you could get by far. Um, we had a lot of UNT guys on the radio, Kyle Humans, you got Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Sean Sharif, um, David Hellman, and Dane Brugler all did a fantastic job of covering the draft here for the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I, this shows uh, just the way they were able to communicate and you could get their reactions. Yes, they have the thing called the fan cam that you can watch them live, but you can see you can almost see their reactions because they're able to paint that picture through the radio. And they're not all in the same office doing radio together. They're all at their individual homes and there's being there's a line or a signal that shot to 
the station where there's the producer, the guy running the soundboard is able to gather all that sound and it just goes out on air. And so many people are, were able to enjoy that. And it was like, they weren't like, like everything was normal. Like they weren't in the, like they were in the office doing the normal day of broadcasting pre coronavirus. It's things have only continued to improve. Now I see people continuing to socially distance for quite some times for quite some time, excuse me, but for sports broadcasting, I could see these stadiums being empty or it being just family and, and close family and family members, maybe a few friends, but I don't even know if I'd push it that far as friends. I think the one thing that this shows is that sports can be played without fans now, it's going to be a little weird. We saw with the WWE, but it still did a pretty good job in the rating system. But those guys that are doing the talking over the WWE or whether it be XFL that recently got canceled, but NFL, it, it's going to be spectacular. I mean, it's you're not going to have that crowd noise, but we're witnessing history here. And this could be something that's going to be remote in now. You, you won't have to have these these national broadcasters such as Al Michaels and Tony Romo and all those guys have to fly out to every destination for people to enjoy the product. I think from here on out, you can use Zoom to shoot a signal into the live television programming and go from there. Now, it's going to be different for those broadcasters such as us um, just trying to kind of keep a play-by-play scenario and be able to watch what's going on. But it's going to be a shift all of us are going to have to make. And sure, it's going to be rough for the first few games of all of that. And this shows that seasons really don't need baseball and basketball seasons do not need to be near as long as they are currently. I mean, we're looking at starting baseball halfway through the season. And at this point, basketball would have to jump into the playoffs and you would have to cut those playoff games basically in half so it would be a best out of three uh series for everything or best two out of three something like that now because these players have to stay healthy i really think that this has changed the world of sports the sports broadcasting industry i think it's going to be a different and unique type of change mark followell was telling us about uh, his struggles with kind of using Instagram Live, obviously that horrible Zoom incident that happened, but he was able to get that whole thing figured out. But he was telling us about Instagram Live now being one of the main ways that the NBA is able to communicate with its players or fans are able to kind of connect with these analysts and to ask these professional players questions. So Mark Followell, the following day, was going to have a uh, Instagram live session with Kristaps Porzingis, and he had to go through the NBA's account. Now, he was expressing he's an older, not not much older of a guy. He's in his 30s, 40s, um, kind of in that area. So he's able to advance with the technology, but he was saying it's kind of different and kind of difficult to be able to ask these questions. These fans are typing in and it's going so fast on Instagram live that he can't even see it. And he has to go through and accept Kristaps Porzingis request to be a part of the video. 
I just thought that was a really unique situation because I had a fellow peer uh, reach out to him and say, I think this is how we're going to see sports broadcasting and the way these interviews are, I mean, for the distant future. Now, I, I think that is true. I think that there's going to be a lot of people six six feet apart, whether that be no fans in the stadium, no broadcasters going near players, whether it be broadcasters on separate ends of the stadium entirely with cameras on each of them. I don't know. I just think it's going to be interesting. But Falwell had said that it was going to be that he wouldn't have agreed, agreed with the fact that that was the most effective form of communicating with players and performing interviews. But now that's completely changed his mind. He has no idea what the future holds, and this is one of the best ways that you can communicate with these players. And uh, what I got from from his speech was you constantly have to be knowledgeable about the technology you're going to use and be versatile with what you are going to do. And that, you know, everyone's going to be okay at the end of this COVID-19 situation. Things are going to be different. Broadcasting, it's going to be a little bit different. Now, there's not going to be near as many people all cooped up together. There's going to be people spaced out in their offices, some people uh, VPNing from their homes. It, it's going to be a little bit weird for a while, and there's not going to be fans at these sporting events for quite some time until the cure and everything is found. But we're going to be okay. Sports broadcasting is going to continue. I mean, you look at DFW Metroplex, you got the ticket, you got you got ESPN and you have my personal favorite 1053, the fan I'm a Tolo. So shout out to those guys, but they've just done a really good job of taking the little bit of sports that they have and turning them into six, seven, five, six, seven hour shows a piece, but they're also able to make it personal and connect with you. And they tell stories of them being real them of uh, such as 105.3 The Fan, you talk about Mike Bassick was talking about not knowing if he was going to have a job next year because he was worried whether sports were even going to be back or not and if the radio station would make it or Kevin Hagelin saying that, you, you know, it's, it's okay to not be okay and talking about being depressed and it just shows that realness and I think if of everything that has shown throughout this whole coronavirus situation with broadcasters and the sports broadcasting industry is that we, everyone, all of us are human beings in the, at the end of the day, we all have emotions, but I think this has brought a whole new level of connection for everybody. And it's something that I think is going to be very difficult for people to even change because Hoda Cutby of the Today Show started tearing up when just as she was talking about COVID-19 and it's just it's how it is for a lot of people. I mentioned 105 through the fan. They've been doing it remotely for quite some time now going on a month or two months and they've been very successful and the ratings have been high and people are figuring out the new technology to use They're, You know, you got older folks who are having to stay at their house having to figure out uh, how to use computers, how to communicate with their families via Zoom. And I think that's one of the best things that could have ever happened to society is 
Now people, now people aren't going to be so accustomed of always having to travel, always having to take their vehicle, smog up the climate, all that. You're able to communicate from the, from the comfort of your home or wherever you are through your phone and still have those meetings and still be able to get stuff done. And sports is going to come back and sports broadcasting is going to come back, but it's going to be different because I think that there's going to be remote remoting in for quite some time and there's not going to be any fans. But that basically sums up my thoughts on COVID-19, how it's going to impact the world of sports and uh, how it's going to impact broadcasters. And I know LeBron James was kind of was talking about him not playing games in front of fans. But at this point, it's going to be the playoffs. LeBron James is going to have to defend his throne. But that wraps up my thoughts on COVID-19 on the sports industry and specifically sports broadcasters. So I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll see y'all next time. Later.